Welcome to the Be Still My Soul podcast. This is Pastor Ray Brandon. We are in the Gospel Project Unit 18, Session 3, and Day 3, reading from Nehemiah Chapter 10. And just a reminder, it is the Word of God that changes things, and we are called to, like Nehemiah, to be involved and committed to the change process, because that's how Scripture works in our lives. And so we're seeing, as we looked at yesterday, that there was a commitment, not just to the ideas of reforming, revival, walking with God, being obedient, but there was a commitment to the actual change process. And so we see that in chapter 10, where the, the people, the end of chapter 9, they make a covenant. It repeats that in chapter 10. We see the princesses, Levites, and priests, so in other words, the representatives of the people putting their name down saying, this is what we're committing to. There was a clarity. There was a clarity of what needed to change. So think about that as you're engaging in the word of God. And we come to that point every Sunday where we respond and we call people to uh, fill out the response card on their digital bulletin. But more importantly than simply filling out a response card, and we love to pray for each other. This week was um, our elder prayer meeting, and we prayed over all of those prayer requests that we've had for the last month and prayed for people within our, our church. So that's important. But what's important in that moment is that we clearly are discerning by the Word of God and through the Spirit's help in our life, what is it that we need to change or be or become? Um, what is the Scripture doing in our lives? Oftentimes, the Word of God is not wasted on us because we still have the truth, and the truth becomes part of our life, and, and the Spirit of God can activate that truth. Um, but there is a delay, um, or, there it, or obedience never happens because we truly don't consider when we hear the Word of God, be that from the pulpit, um, or from our daily time in God's Word, or our small group, or from our spouse, um, or from that, um, that spiritual friend that we have that is an encourager of us. That, that Word of God falls short, not because of the nature of the Word of God, but because we're not engaged in the, in the change process, because we're not clear with our commitment uh, to, to change. We're not clear with what is going to orient our life to the Savior. There is a clarity in chapter 10, um, and there is a commitment. In fact, it says that they committed to a curse and an oath to walk in God's law. Um, and so there, there is that. We saw that in, in Nehemiah's prayer, that God would scatter if they were disobedient, but he would gather um, when God's people uh, would walk with him. And certainly there's more to that promise than simply the gathering, but that he'd regather if there was repentance. And that's what's happening here. So what was the clarity that they had? Um, the first we see this in, in verse 30, and that is to be different, to be set apart from the world. And that's what they're saying in this verse in particular. Look at that verse, verse 30. It, it's recording the fact that they are not giving their daughters to the people of the, of the land. In other words, there isn't this mixing of marriage. And um, so don't take that as a, an ethnic thing or a, a racial thing, um, but rather it's a religious thing. We see this repeated in the New Testament that when 
someone is a believer um, that there is um, there is an unequal partnership when they partner with someone who serves another God. So Christians ought to marry Christians. Um, that is the the biblical pattern. And and uh, there in the Old Testament, they were looking at their purity, and it extends beyond simply um, the giving of of daughters in marriage. Um, this was representative of all of life, and so they were saying, "We want God in all of our life, even as." Two people come together, and the reason that they come together in marriage is to make a difference for the glory of God in the world. And they're saying, God, I want you in my life, in my marriage, in my relationship, in all that I do. We are partnering here for Christ in life. That's what the picture of marriage is. Paul makes that clear. He says he's, he's, he uses marriage as an illustration, and he says, I'm talking about the relationship of Jesus with his bride, the church, but yes, of course, it is of marriage as well. And so we have this pattern. And even as we study First and Second Timothy, um, we will get to the implications of that pattern. But there's something to this. There's a linking of family life and separation from worldly and ideas and, and ungodly living. And today in our world, we have an invasion of ungodliness into our families. We have parents that are not partnering together um, for the witness of Christ in the world. And that primarily affects the, the uh, ability of a family to give God glory, to, re to reflect that in their commitments and in their habits and in their daily life. It affects the church as well in the church's effectiveness in ministry. And so when we look at this, we see first there there was a commitment to being, to being holy, to being separate, from that which was ungodly in order to have an influence on people in the land. Here's the second commitment. We see this in verse 31. It was a commitment to the Sabbath, to honor God and to honor humanity in the Sabbath. And so we, we see that they were about pursuing their own goals and their own lifestyle. Where did that get them? It got them into ruin and destruction, and they admitted they were slaves but what they were saying is, we want to honor this day. Um, I could talk a, a long time uh, about this, but uh, I will reiterate what Martin Luther said, is that if you get this commandment, the fourth commandment, to keep the Lord's day holy, and you work to do that, to work to make the Sunday, that day that's the Lord's day, this day unto the Lord, um, for your rest, your spiritual refreshment, for the celebration um, of God's goodness with your family and your church family. If you work hard on that, and in our day and age of COVID, that is even more difficult. And uh, there, there are the, the couch potato Christians, yes, um, and there are those that have certain limitations and um, not just simply fears of COVID, but limitations, but they are working on staying connected and committed and making that day um, a special day. So we, we see the whole gamut before us, um, even this day. But um, Christians, being committed to the change process means being committed to holiness. It means having a rhythm of life, a weekly rhythm of life that commits to the the one day and making it holy and un really understanding what Sabbath is all about. And then there's another 
commitment here. It's a third commitment, and that is service. They are committing to serve. You see, when we, we love God, we love others, and we serve them, and they are doing that through God's house with God's people. And so that's why um, we see verse 32, and they say we will also take on ourselves the obligation to give yearly a third part of a shekel for the service of the house of God, for the showbread, um, the, the regular grain offering, the what they were doing in this, and you can read all through that, is they were engaging in the, the service of worship in the house of God. And, and so that, excuse me, that involved um, the giving of um, an offering, but also not only the service of worship, so serving God by serving one another, by participating in the worship of God in the house of God, but also... So a, a, an offering, but also tithes, the first fruits. Um, so they were giving of the first fruits. They were recognizing that everything they had was from God, and they were giving of the first of that back to God um, for the propagation of the gospel in that day, the pointing towards the one who would come. And so there's a lot wrapped up in, in that. We could be a lot more specific than, than I have been, but our time is gone. And I want you to see the pattern of engaging that change process. We see it described here, and there's certainly more scripture that we could talk about. But in this story, in the story of Nehemiah, we see the change process clearly. And they were committed. They were committed to holiness. Um, they were committed to God's holy day. They were committed to the service of worship in God's house. They were committed to recognizing that everything they had and all that we are is from God and is for God. That is part of the change process. When we're fully engaged in that, we will see growth. We will see spiritual growth in our lives. So you have to ask yourself today, are those the things that you're committed to?